Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. It's the Three Amigos Summit. We talked a bit about it yesterday. Uh, yesterday, Trudeau and Biden met. And uh, coming out of that meeting, we now know that U.S. President Joe Biden is going to visit Canada in March. Uh, that was one of the announcements made following yesterday's meeting. Canada traditionally has been one of the one of the first spots that the president gets to. Um, but, uh, of course, with COVID and everything, that was craziness. Uh, so it'll be his first trip to Canada since he was elected more than two years ago now. A number of other topics that were discussed yesterday, too. So let's get an update. Today, Trudeau was meeting with Obrador, the Mexican president. So a lot on the go. We're going to discuss all of that with Samuel Routley. Samuel is a PhD student in political science at Western. Uh, Samuel, thanks for joining us. Appreciate your time. Yeah, thanks for having me. So it sounds like they had a uh, Biden and Trudeau had a pretty... Well, far-ranging conversation with a long list of topics discussed yesterday. The presidential visit announced at the end of it all. What stands out to you as what we heard coming out of their conversation? Yeah, definitely. It seems like uh, not only their meeting together, but but also the three of them, is that they, they seem to have come up with a, a pretty good uh, outcome. Uh, there was quite a lot of um, posture in going into this, especially between... Uh, president of Mexico, President of the United yeah. States. Um, you know, and there are also a few things that the United States and also Mexico has been doing um, that, that the Canadian government hasn't been too happy about. And and it seems like, at least from the perspective of the leaders, I mean, maybe once we actually get into the policy, it gets a bit more complex. But it seems like it was an overall positive thing for all the parties involved. Yeah, and I'm I'm wondering because, you know, on, on the list of issues that we know they said they discussed was economic growth, competitiveness. There's been some friction around both of those elements uh, previously. I think a lot of it's been dealt with when we talk about America First and electric vehicles and all the rest of that stuff. Um, have most of those sticking points been dealt with or was, was there any more discussion yesterday? Do we know? Well, I mean, the, the the things that we're discussing was there was a combination of these pretty relatively, I don't want to say minor, but I do want to say short-term grievances that the countries have been having with uh, some of the policies that the other ones have been pursuing. But at the same time, uh, they wanted. They also talked about a lot these much more long-term projects, yeah. like these much more long-term goals. And it seems that while they made progress on the short-term ones, uh, it's hard to tell exactly where those long-term ones are going to go. You know, if you want to count um, electric vehicles, for example, as one of these long-term goals, right? That there, that is going to be a multi-year yeah. long process. Yeah. yeah, you're not going to wrap that up in a one-day summit or or a brief meeting. Um, we know that uh, Canada announced they're buying an air defense system from the U.S. to donate directly to Ukraine. Uh, they talked about security. They talked about defense. A pretty noticeable shift this week in Canada's positioning on defense. I think you got the announcement of the military jets being purchased on Monday. The air defense system to be donated to Ukraine uh, announced yesterday. Uh, is it because Canada's feeling pressure from the U.S. to to step up in the area of security and defense? I mean, I, I think so. Um, there's definitely a lot of it, it, it seems like while political opinion here in Canada is pretty 
uh, unanimous over over supporting Ukraine or sending our resources over there. It's a much more contentious um, political issue in the United States. Um, it seems like, um, you know, for example, there's a there's a set of Republicans in Congress who seem prepared uh, to fight the president over uh, over his plans to to uh, direct uh, more funds to U- Ukraine. So it's definitely the case that a lot more pressure is being put on. Canada for this issue, yeah. And they seem to be responding. Um, last one regarding the U.S. meeting, Nexus, which um, has been just, it, I think it, it really turned into a finger-pointing exercise. It, it seemed to get pretty nasty at times, but looks like there's been some resolution there, and the program will start in some capacity this spring, or at least, you know, the application process and everything. How important was that, and just in terms of, you know, cooperation, because it seemed to come off the track? Yeah, it's 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 really related to uh, what's been happening with COVID for you know the last two or three years yeah. or so that 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 both countries have been pursuing these uh, separate border policies um, and exactly staying on the same page has been more of an issue um, as you know over the last two years or so you know the United States took down restrictions but then Canada maintained them and put them down and and kind of created friction for a lot of the People involved, especially the people who were trying to get over, whether those are people traveling personally or, or, or economically, right? That, that, uh, there was a lot of confusion there, and I think it seems like you know, that there might be a silver lining there moving forward. Uh, in terms of what's happening today, the meeting shifts to a meeting with uh, Obrador and Trudeau. What do we know about what they might be discussing? What's the, what's the relationship there, and what's the focus? Yeah, I should say that the the important thing here is that um, while this is a meeting of of kind of all three of the heads, uh, most of this stuff, right? Most of most of how they work is through bilateral uh, meetings. So to some extent, you could argue that the really important stuff gets done uh, when Canada meets Canada meets the U.S. Canada meets Mexico. Um, and I mean, there's a few particular. Um, grievances that, that Canada has with Mexico, um, or at least issues that affect us more than, than the United States. Um, for example, um, the Mexican government, Canada's accused the Mexican government of, um, uh, pursue, of, uh, giving their own national oil com- energy companies a, an, an unfair advantage. Um, there's also, some controversy over Mexico's decision to um, kind of ban genetically modified corn, uh, which also impacts us. And so you should see stuff, that sort of stuff discussed, as well as perhaps the way the border issue affects us, um, not as directly as the United States, but but it's still relevant with, with things like uh, fentanyl and, and, and also arms, uh, guns right. running over, crossing the Mexican-U.S. border and kind of finding their way up to Canada. Um, in terms of, you know, overarching or grand proclamations following a summit like this, not to be expected, right? It's like we've said, some there's some work on this, there's some work on that, and, and just trying to realign some of the priorities? Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. It, 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 there is definitely something to be said for the, the personal encounters, the, the fact that these, these three leaders, these three governments are um, showing, you know, diplomacy, that there's a yeah. sense of, friendliness there, but honestly, the really important stuff kind of gets hammered out really slowly um, in, in backdoor meetings behind between, you know, bureaucrats, yes. sort of people that, that aren't household names uh, in, in 
buildings that are not necessarily uh, that exciting. Yeah, that, that's where the real work always gets done. Uh, Sam, thanks so much for being with us. I really appreciate your time. Canada may be known for its landscapes and friendly people, but beneath the surface lies a darker side of crime, history, and the paranormal. Since 2017, the award-winning Dark Poutine podcast has explored the shadowy corners of the Great White North and beyond, delivering chilling tales from a uniquely Canadian perspective. Hosted by Mike Brown and Matthew Stockton with over 300 episodes and fresh releases every Monday, Dark Poutine is your weekly ticket to the creepier side of Canada. Listen to Dark Poutine on Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts.